It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. As we reflect on a day at the seaside to forget for Forest, as they were dumped out of the FA Cup in the third round, following a surprise 4-1 defeat to championship strugglers Blackpool. Sadly, there's going to be no repeat of the great cup run of last season and Forest exit the FA Cup at the first possible stage this season. Steve Cooper's side were punished for a host of defensive errors and for a lack of clinical finishing up front as Blackpool themselves were the clinical side, gobbled up all their chances and recorded their first win in 10 games. I've got Adam with me to look back on the game. and Adam was one of the hardy souls who made the trip up to the seaside, to Bloomfield Road, and uh, cheer Forrest on. I mean, that must have been a bit of a tough day, Adam. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a long, it's, it's, it's a long day, isn't it? But um, no, look, it's it's one of them things. I mean, the fans were just excellent, as you can probably expect. And, you know, there were a few fans around me that, you know, it, it got a bit sour, but yeah, it's kind of in it. You, you kind of expect yeah. it in a way as well, so... But yeah, no, look, it, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Team news then. So Forrest made 11 changes to the side that beat Southampton in midweek. It saw Wayne Hennessy returning goal, Nico Williams, Steve Cook, Scott McKenna and Harry Toffolo as a back four. Lewis O'Brien, Jack Colback and debutant Billy Fuster in the middle of the park with Gustavo Scarpa making his first full start as a Forest player. Sam Surridge and Emmanuel Dennis completing the starting 11 with the likes of Joe Worrell, Oral Mangala, Ryan Yates, Renan Lodi on the bench. When you saw that team, Adam, first of all, were you happy? And did you feel that Forest had enough on the pitch to get the job done? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what Steve Cooper said after the game, that that 
that eleven should have had more than enough to beat Blackpool. Um, you know, that team itself would be a team or a starting eleven at the very least. I think would challenge at the, you know, the sort of playoffs top end of the championship. You know, so you know why not um, play that sort of team? And the thing is as well, if you're there's a lot of people that have said that, yeah, why why do we even change the team? Why don't we keep the same eleven? You put yourself in that scenario, or Brennan Johnson, Morgan Gibbs White, or you know Yates even, for example, you know go and gets injured against Blackpool. You know everyone's then going to go, oh, why don't we make more changes? Why don't we why, why don't we put the fringe players in? You know it's a good opportunity for these players to go out there and say to Steve Cooper, look, I deserve to play in the Premier League. You know, and unfortunately, you could probably count on one hand how many did that. Yeah, it was the overriding feeling is a lot of players failed to make the most of that opportunity that they were given and certainly doesn't reflect well on the squad and the depth in there, but we'll come to that in a bit more detail later. Let's talk through the action and Blackpool took the lead 17 minutes in and this really was the first of Forrest's defensive calamities it started with a cross that came in from the left Lewis O'Brien heads it attempts to clear doesn't do a particularly good job the ball loops up drops to Shane Lavery in the box his efforts blocked by Scott McKenna you could argue this bit the next bit's fortuitous because it rolls across to Marvin Ekipotata but he has quite a simple finish in the end he sweeps at home and really, Forrest brought it on themselves, didn't they, with, with poor defending? It's awful defending. I, I, we, we can sugarcoat it. We can make it sound better than it is. It was, it was terrible defending. It's not an acceptable level of defending, ultimately. And that's, it really costs that first goal. But by the way, the, the Blackpool centre half that you mentioned there, he's, he's absolutely excellent on the day. You know, take nothing away from it. He was absolutely brilliant on the day. Um, but yeah, look, he's had a simple finish. And ultimately, it's, it's it's our own doing, and mm. I think a theme of to, of the game and a theme of a lot of what happened was it, it was our own doing. It is it's simple mistakes that we've made that have caused you know these goals and these chances that Blackpool have created, and it's I think that's more frustrating than anything to be honest. Boris responded though, didn't they? They they came back and actually looked quite good for a spell. They moved the ball around quickly and looked to stretch Blackpool, and when they did that, they they looked pretty decent. The the big chance that they the first big chance they had, Emmanuel Dennis, he cut in from the left hand side and bent a shot which hit the crossbar. A good effort, but a little bit unlucky, perhaps that one didn't go in. But then Sam Surridge, he was played in from an angle albeit, but he, he shoots and it hits the side netting. And that's how it stayed at half time, one nil to Blackpool, but some signs there that Forrest were playing reasonably well. And it was a similar story in the second half. They had a good spell, didn't they, Forrest, when when they came out for that second half, but just couldn't capitalise on it. It was such a weird game. And we said in our group chat at half-time, it was such a weird game. And I was fairly confident we'd get back into it because obviously, yeah, Dennis at the bar, um, and Nico Williams having a really good chance where he's hammered it. And the goalkeeper's got down and made a good save, but maybe you could say Nico should score. Um, I remember Sam Surridge hitting the side netting from an angle where he, he maybe should have scored. So, yeah, there was there was there was definitely chances in the first half, and 
I think on the day, I mean, Sam Surridge probably could have had four. It was that sort of game, you know, like, and we just weren't clinical at all in the first half. And, you know, Emmanuel Dennis got a lot of stick from behind me. And to be honest, the first half, I think he played quite well. I don't think he did an awful lot wrong. You know, he had his, he had his chance where he cut in and hit the bar. He looked dangerous. I think the only criticism I would give Emmanuel Dennis is that he's just a bit selfish. Yeah. He's not really a system player. He's more of a, you know, you put me on the pitch and I'll do what I want to do rather than me working, him to working towards the system. And that's that's probably the, the reason that he got a lot of stick from the Forest fans. But yeah, I mean, a lot of chances first half. And that's, as I say, I mean, I was I was very confident half time thinking, look, they want it all. They they can't hold on. They won't they won't sustain this. We'll go we'll go out there second half. We'll get a couple of goals and yeah, there won't be a problem. But unfortunately, obviously, that wasn't the case. <laughs> and that yeah, like you say, it was weird in so much that Blackpool were not offering a great deal. It's not like it was an end to end game with chances for both teams. It was all Forest for for long periods. That continued into the second half, but so too did Forest's lack of clinical edge it was Sam Surridge again he was what eight yards out and Dennis picks him out with a, a cross and he just knocks the ball over the bar which you're just expecting the net to board when it's Surridge in that position I think that's it as well though isn't it with Sam it, it's like there's been a lot of call from starting the Premier League and every time someone said that I've said I don't think his overall game's good enough play in the Premier League you know to be a Premier League striker it's not just about scoring goals it's about everything else you do and you, you see that with Taiwo that he does everything else better than Surridge and there's been a question mark is is Surridge a better finisher than Taiwo I mean but if I'm looking around our whole football club if I have one player in that position with that chance where it's just put across the six yard box to roll in I mean Surridge is, the, is probably the guy you want isn't it on the end of that I don't know how he's missed he surely think it's harder to put it over the ball than it was to just get it on target and score. So it's incredibly frustrating. It is yeah. incredibly frustrating. And I, and I think that he'll probably come up, come out of that game with thinking, I have not had a couple of goals today at least. And But there has been an overreaction. That doesn't surprise me for Forest fans, but there has been an overreaction on social media. You know, that Surridge is, is not good enough. He's this, he's that. He's not better than Taiwo. We can see that. That's not, you know, that's not a secret, but he is... You know, he is still a useful player. And I think on another day, he has a couple of goals. But I think the general theme of the game was on another day, this happened. On another day, this might happen. And that's kind yeah. of where we find ourselves. And I, I, it was one of those games where you look at the stats. Blackpool had five shots on target and scored four goals. That, yeah. that, that tells you all you need to know about this game of football, really, won't it? It's just... Everything they hit the, went in, pretty much, wasn't it? It's... And yeah. yeah, on another day, Sam Surridge gets three or four. Forest probably win four one, and they're in the next round of the of the cup, and it's all nice and routine. And again, that those missed chances. O'Brien had a shot which was deflected wide. Then uh, Emmanuel Dennis was played in really nicely, actually, by Scarpa, and he was one on one, but a defender comes across and blocks his shot well. But talk us through Blackpool's second goal. Adam, because again, it this was another poor bit of defensive play from Forrest and Nico Williams, who did look off the pace in this game. It was a bad mistake from him, wasn't it? I mean, you know, he's just before the goal as well. He's taken the ball down beautifully. 
plucked the ball out of the air. Yeah. Oh, absolutely brilliant touch. And I'm just thinking, he puts this up the line or, you know, go over the top, you know, do that sort of thing with it. And he, he just plays it blind. He doesn't, he doesn't look, he plays it blind. And it, it, it it's, a, it's a difficult watch. And I watched it back after I got home and it was just like, I, I can't think what's in his head. Because even best case scenario, it gets back to Hennessy, who smashes it up the pitch. Mm. And we might lose the ball anyway. That's best case scenario. Worst case scenario is exactly what happened. And yeah, look, I mean, Nico, had a, he had a bad day. He had a really bad day. He had his worst day in a Forest shirt. And he knows that. I don't think he needs anyone to tell him that. But it, it, was, a, it was a poor mistake. And it, it was a day full of them. But this was by far the worst. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was a, a goal which prompted changes from Steve Cooper. So we saw... Brennan Johnson come on for Lewis O'Brien and then Ryan Yates for Billy Fuster. Johnson did have a, a, a quick impact down the right-hand side, driving at the Blackpool defence. He crossed Surridge in the middle and his effort clips the bar and goes over. And within, what, five minutes, Blackpool go up the other end and make it 3-0. and I mean, this one was actually quite a good goal, to be fair to them. It's worked between uh, CJ Hamilton and I think it was Kenny... Kenny Dougal, and they have a nice little link up down the left. You could argue Nico Williams there. He's got to be more alive to Hamilton's run. He's ball-watching a bit, but Hamilton still has a lot to do, and he, he smashes it low past Hennessy. But at 3-0, you're more or less, it's game over at that point, isn't it? And Yeah, know, I mean, I, I think, again, Nico Williams is probably at fault for this one as well. It's, it's just bad. It's just poor defending. I mean, CJ Hamilton on the day, I thought, played really well. Ex Mansfield man, I think I think he was he's a good player. I, I think he played really well. I think Pervader played really well. You know, they both caused a lot of issues. But yeah, again, you probably look at Williams and think that's where the goals come from. And it's frustrating because we've not seen this from Williams. He's he's been fairly consistent and he's not really given us this kind of there's been sort of calls from a lot of Forest fans and I and I think it's slightly lazy journalism or lazy opinions on Nick Williams that you can't defend because he can defend. I, I think he. I think he can defend. But today, I think he I, I, just didn't show that side of his game at all. He just there was almost a bit of a complacency about him when, when he was playing. He, he was trying to get forward all the time. I mean, at times I'm looking up and he's play, he's trying to play right wing. And I'm thinking we're playing a four back. We're not playing a wing back <laughs> system. We're yeah. playing a four back. And you you're trying to play right wing. You're trying to overlap all the time. And I'm thinking that space is there all the time. And it's just. And then obviously when he's when he's been when he's caught ball watching here, I think it's it's the final nail in the coffin from a lot of Forest fans about Nico Williams today because it was just it was just that sort of game for him. It just yeah. nothing went right. Well, that's it. I mean, he's got a, he's got a lot of potential, as we know. He's twenty one, still got a lot of football left to play. So, as disappointing as this game is, I'd say well maybe just put that down as a bad day for him and. You know he'll come back stronger because he's he, yeah, like as you say, he's generally been quite solid in a forest shirt, and certainly when you look at how he plays for Wales as well, he's he's a very solid performer there. So, you know, it's yeah, we'll we'll see how he responds, and of course how Forest do as well. But Blackpool made it four nil, what eighty seven minutes. This one, it was a short corner. Nobody really is alive enough to to pick it up from a Forest point of view. Ball comes into the box and Jerry Yates fires the ball in off the crossbar. I think I said 
in the WhatsApp group after it went in. If that was Sam Surridge at the other end, it hits the crossbar and goes over or crossbar and out the stadium and in the sea, the way that Forest's day was going. So 4-0 and it is, it's an embarrassing scoreline, whether you like it or not. Not that I think Blackpool deserved to be 4-0 up because it that it wasn't a 4-0 performance from them, not by a long shot. But, you know, if you don't take your chances and if you give too much away at the back, this is what happens. But Forrest did get one back in stoppage time. Cross from Harry Toffolo, which was met by a diving header by Ryan Yates into the bottom corner to, to give a little bit of something to back for those travelling Forest fans at Bloomfield Road. And yeah, it was just a just a day to forget, wasn't it, really? No, and I I think just just touching on the Jerry Yates goal, he took it really well and he had he had an absolutely golden opportunity to score before that as well. So you could say his goal was probably coming. He's you know he's a good striker and that and you know he's good you know. But yeah, I mean Ryan Yates when he came on was just I, I, it's, it's a very bold thing to say, but I think Yates he might be one of our most important players. I think we just look we look so lost when he doesn't play. I, I know a lot of people go, Oh yeah, but he's not as good a footballer as Remo Freuler or He's not as good a footballer as Lewis O'Brien. I'm like, it's not about that at all. It's the sort of player that every team needs a Ryan Yates type player in their team. And I think he's just so important to how we play. And when he came on, he, he played well. He scored a header, which is just mental. I didn't see many mm-hmm. Forest fans in the sea after the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cooper's comments after the game, I, I, it was probably one of the most Look, I, I looked forward to this interview after the game to thinking, what is he going to say to that? Because he's not the sort of manager that's going to blow smoke up anyone's you know, backside for a bad performance. He's not that kind of manager. And he came out and he was ruthless. He was ruthless. He said it was some of the, the, the defending was you know, disgraced, but it was unacceptable. A lot of the defending, he said the finishing was unacceptable. He said it was a lot of, a lot of it was poor and he wasn't wrong. And, and it was refreshing that he came out and sort of said, look, We've not been good enough today. Yeah. One you one line he that. said that really stood out was that today there was too much entitlement in our game, which was quite a striking line, I thought, because he's called the players out and rightly so there and said, look, you, you can't turn up and expect to roll opposition over. You've got to work for it and you've got to perform. I think that that came into the performance a lot. I, I really do. I think that we we thought that we'd come here to Blackpool, you know, bottom three in the championship. You know, we're on a bit of a good run of form myself. We've just got out of the relegation zone in the Premier League. We'll come here and we'll roll them over. And I, and I think, to be honest, a lot of fans thought that. Maybe, but as a fan, you can. As a fan, you can think, oh, we come here, we win. But as a player, you've got to be professional. You've got to, you've got to look at the... You, you can only beat the team in front of you. You've got to play the team that in front of you. And you've got to win more second ball. I can't remember us winning a second ball, honestly. They just they, they wanted it more. It was a typical championship versus Premier League performance by them. We didn't weather it. We conceded sloppy goals and we paid the price. And there's no, you know, I I I, I would say I'm try I'm very much a positive Boris fan, but there's not really a lot I can say today that makes this better. It was unacceptable performance. It, it was unacceptable. The defending was atrocious. It's one of some of the worst defending I've seen in a very long time. And going forward, you can't miss as many chances as we did. And it's as simple as that, really. And it's, it's, it echoed by what Steve Cooper said. The 1865 Match Report.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to 1865, the Nottingham Forest Podcast. Adam, looking back now with... A day's reflection after this Blackpool game. Do we really need to worry too much about this result and, and what happened? Because after all, this is a second string team that's played in a competition that's not really our priority this season. So do we just write this one off and, and look to the next game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we, we can overreact about it and we can say, oh, you know, we, we you know, we might have had a good cup run, all this sort of stuff. But ultimately, if you if you have a good cup run, you go deep into the competition. That's another competition that you've got to put some players out for. And you know, I think this game highlighted that we don't have the depth. We we clearly don't. And you know, there's, there needs to be a little bit of recruitment in in January. It depends who leaves. Um, I think obviously if Surridge leaves and Dennis leave, then I think there's there's certainly a degree of we need a striker because without Tywo, I think we struggle. Um, but yeah, no, there's no reason to panic. I mean, we lost the game. We weren't good enough, but it wasn't our strongest 11. We're going to play probably, I would argue, unless the Scarpa starts midweek, we're probably going to play 11 different players on, on against Wolves in the Carabao Cup quarterfinal. So there's no reason to worry at all. It won't, you know, it shouldn't affect the league form. It shouldn't affect the, the cup run we've got in the Carabao Cup. So we all need to calm down and probably just think, you know what? It, 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 we will get, we will recover from this. You know, we will bounce back. If we're going to beat Wolves on Wednesday, I guarantee this result's forgotten. Yeah, by a lot of the fans, anyway. Yeah, and you're in a semi-final then of a cup competition, and who knows at that point? But yeah, you're right. I think it will. It will um, sort of get rid of any any lingering feeling about what's happened at Blackpool, and it would be the the perfect response from Forest to to beat Wolves. A word there because you mentioned him. Gustavo Scarpa, I think he's probably the only player, certainly out of the ones who started at Bloomfield Road, to come out of the game with credit. Again, thought he was bright and lively and some of his passing was really good. Did, did you see that as well in the stadium? Just he was, level above, he was a level above every other player on the pitch, ultimately. That's what it came down to. I felt sorry for him. You know, he's on the ball, he's looking around, he's, he's thinking, oh, I'm going to play it forward or Oh, I need a run. But they just they were like statues. Every time Scarpa got the ball, the fans were like, Oh, you know, something's gonna happen. He was that sort of player, and you know, it just needs a runner. A Brennan Johnson in front of him, you know, it, it's it would be deadly against Blackpool. We would have ripped them to shreds. You know, and again, he's played the ball into Dennis second half. You know, I, I believe it was still one 0 at the time. He's rolled it into Dennis, Dennis is one one with the goalkeeper and didn't score. You know, there was a stat that I read that Scarpa created two key chances on the day, right? And both of those key chances, I remember both what both of them were, and both of them should have been a goal. So that <laughs> tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, he was excellent on the day. And 
I think he'll. I think he should start against Wolves, especially because Gibbs White's fitness is not a hundred percent. Tywo's not a hundred percent. So we could see maybe a return of that kind of Johnson, Gibbs White, Scarper if Gibbs White's fit. Something along those lines. Obviously Lingard's still out, so I think he's he's warranted a start. But out of the eleven players that started, he's probably the only one that I can say covered himself in glory. Do you think this result and the performance will see changes made in the transfer window, perhaps players shipped out or certainly new players being brought in to try and bolster the squad as we go into the second half of the season? Yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be a couple of players that played yesterday that won't play another game in a forest shirt, quite frankly. You know, I felt a bit bad for Fuster, to be fair. He's been, you know, he's been chucked in. He's obviously clearly a talented lad, but he was just, he was very out of his depth, but he's 19. It's not, it's not to be, you know, it's to be expected that he's going to struggle a bit. I think he was okay on the day. There's a couple of game players there that I'm looking at thinking, I wouldn't want them to play another game for Forrest. I mean, Steve Cook, for example, love Steve Cook. I think he's a fantastic role model. He's a great job in the dressing room, but I don't think he should be playing another game for Forrest. I, I, I don't think he's got the, he's not at the level anymore. Certainly, I think he's very much past it. Past it. And I think that we need to sort of, you know, move on from these sort of players. I think Wayne Hennessy, again, maybe I'm being harsh. I, I, I wouldn't want to see him play Forest again. And, you know, it, there's, there's some younger lads in there that will get another chance. But, um, yeah, I, there's a lot of players that I think he's probably looking at now thinking they need, they'll, they'll be going in January. And then we look to maybe bring a couple of players in and see what happens. But what can we say? Do you know what I mean? It, it, there's a lot of players out there, and after the game, you know, we've all we, we all sort of get a little bit angry after the game. We all get a bit frustrated, but I've slept on it now, and there's no there's no way for me that a few of those players play again for us. I'd still like to only bring in sort of three or four quality players, but if we brought in a bit of depth, it wouldn't bother me at all. It does show you, doesn't it, that the importance of having that strongest eleven, which I think Steve Steve Cooper is. If he's not there yet, he's very close to it, knowing what his best eleven is and playing that week in, week out in the Premier League. And one positive to come from this, if anything, is whilst I don't like to see Forrest lose 4-1 or I don't like to see Steve Cooper losing by four goals to one, I'm quite glad we've got Steve Cooper as our manager off the back of a result like that because he won't stand for that. He will set a standard and a level that would say to these players, no, that that is not good enough. That cannot happen again. And it certainly won't happen again on my watch. Yeah, and that's certainly what he said after the game as well, wasn't it? He, he came out and he said that that was unacceptable. Those standards aren't what we expected for club. Um, it doesn't. I think I think he's definitely got the, the mindset that a lot of his fans have where it, it doesn't matter what 11 players are out on the pitch. If they're wearing a forage shirt, those standards aren't acceptable. And I, and I think that's probably where we where we stand from that. So, yeah, it, it's one of them. It, it's tough for Cooper now because I think he was probably hoping that a lot of these players would come out and, you know, maybe prove that they've got every right to be playing um, in the Premier League. Maybe that they could be an option for him, that sort of thing. But no one really did. And I think that probably makes his job harder. Gives him a bit of a headache that he doesn't want at all, and I feel for him. I do feel for him, but that's what he gets paid for, and that's his his job to sort of make sure we get set for Wednesday. And 
heads haven't dropped. I'm sure that the players that you call first team players that came on, obviously Johnson, Yates, and that sort of thing, I'd imagine that they're that wouldn't have killed them today. They've they've come on and they've both played well since they came on. So hopefully it doesn't affect them too much. Um and we move on and that's all we can do. That's all the fan base can do. You know, I'm, I'm sick of seeing people saying, oh, we could have done this, we could have done that online. It, it, it's not going to help. It's done now. We need to move on. And that and that's the end of it, really. So looking ahead to Wednesday then and Wolves in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup, how would you like to see Forrest respond in that game? Would you make wholesale changes? Would you keep a couple of the Blackpool lots in there and bring a few of the Premier League players in? What do you see Forrest doing on Wednesday to, to get this out of their system? I'd play strongest 11. I, I don't think there's any reason not to. Listen, you know, a lot of our squad didn't play in the World Cup. You know, they had a month off, really. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm seeing things online saying, oh, they're tired, they're tired. I'm like, what from? Well, you tell me, what, what are they tired from? Because... <laughs> There's no way in my mind that those players should be tired at this point in time. Like, go out there, put your strongest eleven out in a cup semi-final, and you've got you've then got any every opportunity then to to come out and to, to to win to win the game, get to that semi-final. You've got a two-leg, you know, game against what will be a good team. We know that, but then you go from there. You know that's what you've got to do. I wouldn't want to see any of them aside from Scarpa start on Wednesday. I'd be really, really annoyed if any of them start on Wednesday, other than Scarpa, to be honest. And it's it's hard to argue with that as well, given how good Scarpa was. And if there's a positive to put on it, at the very least, it wasn't that strongest eleven that was on the receiving end of a four-one defeat at Blackpool. It's the team which is the fringe players basically so hopefully that doesn't carry over into Wednesday's game or the Premier League games beyond that but we'll wait and see how Forest respond when they take to the field against Wolves we'll wrap it up there thanks Adam and thank you as well listener for joining us for this match report we will be back with you after the Wolves game in midweek with our match reports and reaction to that one. So until then, thanks again for joining us and goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.